0: Hello, and welcome to Smart Supply Chain, a podcast produced by ALOM, featuring industry experts offering insight and clarity on a variety of supply chain topics. I'm your host, Jennifer Duell. As an environmentally and socially conscious global supply chain services provider, Alom offers Six Sigma quality, technology leadership, flexibility, and true customer focus. Alom delivers its clients' products flawlessly, enriching the end user experience and upholding their brand reputations. Our guest expert for this episode is David Edwards. Senior Director of Technology Solutions and Security at ALOM. Thank you for joining me today, David.
1: Glad to be here, thank you.
0: So we're going to talk about cybersecurity, which is obviously a huge topic. So we're going to try to, to dig deeper into some specific topics under that big umbrella. Let's start with what is cybersecurity as it relates specifically to supply chain?
1: Over the last probably 10 years or so, cybersecurity as a general topic has become more mainstream. There's a greater awareness because of the highly publicized incidents that have increased over the last 10 years or so around cybersecurity. Most people think about it in the context of data breaches. They think about credit card information being stolen or account information being stolen, maybe identity theft type scenarios, things like that. Cybersecurity in the supply chain context is not necessarily something new, but it's a slightly new vector that organizations and hackers and attackers are taking, not necessarily directed at a specific target, but what they're targeting is the actual supply chain itself and looking for vulnerabilities associated with the delivery of goods and services.
0: What does the word vector mean in the world of cybersecurity?
1: A vector is just simply in the same way that you would think about it as a mathematical concept, but think of it as just simply an approach a hacker would use or an angle that could be leveraged to get their foot in the proverbial door. Do they try the windows? Each of those things are vectors into your home. And- Different vectors are going to have different approaches, different techniques that they'll use. You're looking for that weakest link that gets you access. Generically, we just reference all of those possible avenues of entry as different vectors. Have you ever ordered uh, a product online?
0: (laughs) I think if I said no, no one would believe me.
1: Right, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Of course, I think we all have done that. Inherent in that kind of a transaction on the consumer level, we generally work on an assumption of trust that the product that we order has made its way from the manufacturer all the way to our doorstep without being tampered with or altered in some way throughout the course of getting to us. And certainly there are ways that physical products can be secured. And the same holds true for digital and software assets as well. So supply chain cybersecurity encompasses securing that process by which goods and services are delivered to end users, both in the physical and the digital realm.
0: How long have you been focused on cybersecurity and technology solutions?
1: So my entire career, for the most part, uh, you know, I'm a technology enthusiast. I have been for the majority of my life, but as a discipline and focus from a career standpoint, I got my first security certification early in my career. I think it was around 2008. Cybersecurity was kind of an emerging discipline and so have worked in various roles, companies, programs, and disciplines throughout different positions I've held since then.
0: How have cyber threats evolved over the past decade or so. I've always thought of cybersecurity as being more reactive than proactive, but that's changing, right?
1: It certainly is. Yeah. And I think there's been an evolution in this aspect of the industry over the last decade. I think many folks probably have a perception in mind of hackers being folks that are in a dark basement or closet somewhere and individuals that are trying to create mayhem or havoc. But really how it has evolved over the last five to 10 years, it's huge business, multi-billion dollar a year business. And with that comes what you would expect from all regular business models. There are very sophisticated organizations both nation states and private organizations that really focus on attacking and coming up with new ways to either infiltrate or get access to data and systems that they shouldn't have access to. Cybersecurity as a discipline within the technology industry has certainly become more of a intentional discipline. It's something where Many, many companies are forming that are providing cybersecurity services, and many, many organizations are building their own or bringing in folks who have experience in cybersecurity to put in place more preventative measures and to have the right expertise available to help secure themselves from possible incidents.
0: And ALOM is proactively addressing cybersecurity and cyber threats, correct?
1: Right. That's certainly a big part of what I've been brought into the organization to help us with. I think certainly ALOM has already in place a number of preventative measures and tools and processes to both secure our systems and you know do the things that we need to do within our business and also helping to manage our customers and suppliers. But what my position is doing is really bringing more of a direct, intentional focus on that to ensure that we've got the right programs, we've got the right tools, and we've got the right focus as an organization in the context of the increasing threat landscape that we see to make sure we have the right skill set and right attention on the cybersecurity space.
0: So I think that cybersecurity, at least in my opinion, is somewhat vilified, but also romanticized? Were you a teenage hacker?
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, I think uh, the answer to that is yes. And I think a lot of folks that are in technology, whether they're a programmer or more in the hardware side of things, it's part of tinkering. It's part of learning how computers work, how Computer software and systems work and how they talk to each other, right? There, there's a hacker inside of all of us.
0: So that's interesting. You think we're all hackers in some way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we are. It's part of human ingenuity, right? Is not to just generally accept the parameters in which we work or, you know, the conditions in which we find ourselves to get to the finish line quicker. You're going to press against the rules, press against the boundaries a little bit to try and find those efficiencies and give yourself an edge. And that's, in a sense, the same kind of thing as what hackers are doing.
0: Isn't there the saying, if you want to catch a hacker, you need to be a hacker?
1: Right. And, and absolutely, there's a subdiscipline within cybersecurity. There's actually a term for that. It's called ethical hacking. And many of the cybersecurity professionals that either work for cybersecurity companies or work for other companies like myself would consider themselves an ethical hacker. Part of being able to put in place the right defensive and preventative mechanisms is you've gotta understand your enemy, so to speak. You've gotta know what are the tools, what are the things that hacker organizations are using to try and infiltrate your systems and to try to break in so that you have awareness of their techniques and the tools and things that they're using.
0: I always thought about a cyber threat and cybersecurity as being, you know, a specific target, whether it's a physical target or a digital target. But in the supply chain, it is entirely possible to your point to target specific pieces or specific links in that chain. Is that where you see the most threat today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that has kind of changed is instead of spending a lot of time and resource and energy trying to infiltrate a specific target and get whatever data you're able to get from that target, what we've seen shift over the last five to eight years is really more toward, hey, I'm going to infiltrate a link in this supply chain That I don't necessarily know the specific targets that I may gain access to, but if I'm able to get in and set myself up in the right way, I'm going to get access to N number of targets downstream. And that's the thing about supply chain. As we know, it's, as you described it, a link in the chain. And the further up you go in that supply chain, the closer to zero that you get, the larger potential impact that you can have downstream.
0: Targeting a specific company is so 2010.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: What would a supply chain security breach look like?
1: Yeah. So there's so many examples, uh, unfortunately, from recent news that just a quick internet search would give you visibility to We saw earlier this year the Colonial Pipeline ransomware incident. So that's an example where physical infrastructure and supply of oil and gas was interrupted for the southeastern United States. The SolarWinds incident, which was more in digital cybersecurity space, SolarWinds is a provider of software tools and and hardware products. They had malicious code that had made its way into their system that then was distributed out to a large number of their customers that use their products. And so by way of getting malicious code into a supplier in the supply chain, the hackers didn't know who all they're ultimately going to be able to access But they were ultimately able to do that because of the distribution of solar winds to all of their customers. In general, it's any kind of attack that's targeted at infrastructure or the movement, like I said, of physical or digital goods is really this new vector that attackers are taking, not really understanding or knowing at the time that they do it, ultimately who their victims are going to be or who their targets are going to be.
0: I'm increasingly hearing the scale or the massiveness of an attack like this. It could start very small and then grow like a virus, which I know that virus is a technology term, but I'm thinking about it more of being just like a contagious thing where it's passed along and eventually in the supply chain can start very small. And as you said, work its way into multiple pieces of the supply chain, multiple customers, What are some of the things that Alom is focused on?
1: Yeah, so it's a great question. And again, a great analogy. And I think it's, you know, in in light of uh, recent global circumstances, as we've all faced with the pandemic, I think it's a really great analogy. And certainly the opportunity that exists there of proliferating and gaining access to a large number of targets and sometimes without awareness for a growing period of time, it's one of the parts of the cybersecurity discipline that's emerging over the last few years. It's called zero trust topology or or zero trust mentality, which essentially is just to say you should go in from a cybersecurity posture with an assumption that you're already breached and put the controls in place to essentially verify, re-verify, and ensure that both identity and network resources and those types of things are helping you to mitigate infiltration as much as possible. Here at ALOM that we're doing that are really, really great and, and things that I would recommend as best practices are really the basics. When you think about cybersecurity doesn't have to be a super complicated thing with a bunch of really sophisticated technology. There's certainly really sophisticated folks out there, both on the defense and attack side of things. But the research and data shows us that actually most breaches are caused by a lack of education and awareness on the part of what is the most successful vector and variable of the human dimension things like having proper controls for identity verification and that goes into different types of technologies like multi-factor authentication ensuring that whoever is trying to log into your system that you're using multiple ways to authenticate and verify that that individual is who that they're claiming to be Things like intrusion detection and prevention, email scanning and education around phishing. Those types of really basic fundamental techniques really, really uh, improve the security posture of an organization. And those are all things that are already in place at ALOM and things that we're working to mature and improve as we go forward as well. We have a number of certifications for information security. Common things there are SOC 1, type 1 and 2, SOC 2, type 1 and 2. And those certifications really speak to and talk about an assessment of are the controls that you've defined for your organization sufficient as it relates to the industry standard? And how are those things aligned to the way your organization operates at a given point in time? A SOC 2 Type 2, which is uh, specifically what ALUM has, is a bit more rigorous certification in that it evaluates both the design of the security process as well as assessing the effectiveness of those controls over a period of time. That's just one of the number of certifications that ALAM has. We also work in the healthcare space, and certainly there are significant certifications required. Uh, It's highly regulated space, of course. The good thing about the types of certifications that we have is that not just that we have the certifications, but that the organization as a whole really embodies the controls and the the operations that we do. And we work that into our routines every day. It's more than just a point in time situation. It's really about that day in, day out practice that really defines the maturity of how effective your controls and and your security is going to be
0: i have seen reports before Mm -hmm. and studies that show that as you had mentioned that the real vulnerability by and large is the human factor where it's employees within an organization that maybe don't have the level of education that they need to avoid some of these attacks
1: Part of the challenge that exists either with cybersecurity as a discipline and with the different companies that are out there or within any organization like ALOM is we've got to pivot cybersecurity as a concept from being something that adds additional steps for what we have to do to really more of a conversation around What's the value that we get out of implementing a cybersecurity program and ensuring that folks realize and understand the importance of what we do and why we do that. And that it's not just for ALAM or for ourselves, but it's also for all of our suppliers and customers as well, because we are a link in that supply chain. And we've got to do our diligence to ensure that we got the right controls and preventative measures in place. A big focus on in the industry as a whole is really trying to make that a much less intrusive process for people, and even Microsoft recently is kind of spearheading this wave through the industry of kind of removing passwords as a thing. And uh, you know, it, it sounds really counterintuitive but it's really moving toward new, more sophisticated authentication mechanisms that are just as effective, but uh, also have an improved user experience.
0: Whenever you were explaining earlier about physical supply chain and the breakdown of security, I was thinking about The Fast and the Furious, the first movie where they truck jack the 18-wheeler that's full of a bunch of very expensive equipment. And then in the next Fast and the Furious, I think they also are trying to take control of an oil tanker. The Fast and the Furious is all about supply chain security.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, on the on the physical side for sure. It's a retelling of the same kind of theme. You know, you go uh, much further back, a lot of the old western movies of outlaws hijacking trains. That's a supply chain cybersecurity breach, you know, uh, kind of thing.
0: We think of cybersecurity and security breaches as being like a very modern kind of thing that's been brought about digitally, but that's not true at all.
1: No, it's not, and it is not a uh, a new or emerging thing. It's something that's been around for a very long time. The tools and techniques and how technology itself is changing the industry. Uh, certainly has some new facets to it, but security or security of supply chains certainly has been around for a very, very long time.
0: One of the big words in supply chain right now is visibility, but typically we talk about supply chain visibility as it relates to being able to see inventory or being able to know where your products are, your materials, or where things are in the process. What does visibility into supply chain security actually look like?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think there are a couple of areas that come immediately to mind. One is going back to this whole concept of supply chain is a set of links together, and that could be different companies, different systems, and or different services that work together to facilitate the movement of assets, you know, goods and services. So it's really important for us as Alom as an organization, but really any organization to have awareness and understanding and a set of controls and programs in place by which they're evaluating their supplier network, those companies that are upstream from them that they rely on to understand what are the controls that their supplier network has in place and what are the minimum criteria or policies that we have in place as ALAM as we're evaluating and vetting our suppliers to ensure that we're covered on the upstream side. And then as a second more practical thing, it's about what are the controls that we have in place and how are we securing our environment and our technology to ensure that our downstream customers have a sense of comfort that we've put in place all of the necessary protocols and controls to ensure to the best of our ability that our systems and environment are secure for them as well. So we've gotta you know, responsibly look both upstream and downstream.
0: Across the supply chain, really what you're looking for is a similar level of commitment to security.
1: I think that's that's a great place to start. There are definitely best practices and what I would say is essential or minimum criteria of controls and things that should be in place that that both we should provide for our customers and we should expect from our suppliers. and And if every organization in the supply chain, adhere to those standards and best practices, then certainly it's going to at least provide um, as best controls as as we possibly can do to ensure the continuity of that supply chain.
0: What I find very interesting is that supply chain is an industry in and of itself, but really supply chain is also a piece of larger industries. There are some industries that inherently have required more security, both physically and then moving into the digital realm. So of the industries that exist, are some industries more attuned, I guess, with the importance of cybersecurity? And is supply chain one of those industries that is a leader in cybersecurity? Or is it one of the industries that has been a laggard?
1: In general, I would say banking. I would say retail those types of industries where security has certainly been something in one form or another kind of inherent, baked into the very foundation of the industry itself. Supply chain has become a bigger target because of the potential payoff to hackers, right, and to hacker organizations. It wasn't something that uh, I would say inherently in its foundation Had kind of the concept of security really baked in because it's a bunch of disparate organizations that are providing a set of services and these links in the chain, but not as a holistic end to end capability or service that's being provided. And so, inherent in that are, as you mentioned earlier, there are different levels of sophistication on the part of the different companies that are involved in a particular supply chain. And it's really incumbent upon us to implement the right tools and to ensure that we've got the right level of maturity to provide as secure supply chain solution as we can. But as an industry, it's certainly something I would submit that more recently, it's becoming a really attractive target for hacker organizations because of these inherent gaps as far as the discipline of security within supply chain.
0: So many companies, though, whenever we hear about these attacks or these breaches or something happening, everyone seems to be so surprised. Is that surprise on a kind of a wholesale cybersecurity experts are never surprised by it?
1: I don't think cybersecurity experts are ever surprised because it is a reality that they deal with every day. I think the surprise comes from, for instance, there are probably a number of organizations out there that kind of probably have a perception that they're not on the radar, so to speak. They're not a large technology company or bank or retailer. The risk associated with their organization is perceived to be very low. But again, that's a dynamic of cybersecurity in the context of supply chain that's super critical and the target doesn't have to now be the large retailer or banking company or high tech company out there that's probably going to have as large a staff of cybersecurity experts as the hacker organization has. It can be a much smaller company in the supply chain that could be infiltrated that then subsequently gains you access to that larger organization. That's why it's, it's changed to be a much more attractive vector for hacker organizations to take. We can't live in this world of, I'm a small company that uh, has a very small presence, so therefore I'm not going to be an attractive target for a hacker organization. The mentality is changing in the industry and what we're seeing here in the last few years to really be everyone is a potential target. A big part of what we're maturing here within Alom is we don't want to be caught flat-footed. We understand that we're an important part of the supply chain and we're taking very seriously our role in the supply chain for our customers to ensure that we're, again, taking all the precautions and putting all the controls in place that we reasonably can to ensure that our whole house is protected.
0: Thank you so much for being with me today, David. I had so much fun learning about this.
1: (laughs) You're very welcome. Thanks for inviting me. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and uh, I look forward to maybe doing it again.
0: thank you for listening to this episode of Smart Supply Chain. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information or to contact ALOM, go to alom.com. That's A-L-O-M
1: dot